Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Stars broadcaster Cristiano Simonetta on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What is up, everybody? You are listening to Outside the Box on 93.7 FM The Ticket. I'm Cristiano Simonetta, joined alongside by Stars head coach Rocky Russo. We'll get to our guests in a little bit, Rocky. But first, a message from Empyrean Brewing Company. They're excited to offer local beer choices at Stars Games this year, which includes Lincoln's very own Lincoln's very own Empyrean Brewing Company. Their new beer, Sunslinger Extra Pale Ale, is a wheat-centered ale that is low on calories and carbs. It's also surprisingly flavorful with lemon highlights for a refreshing, easy-drinking beer. Enjoy other popular beers from Empyrean, like their award-winning Long Root Peanut Butter Porter, Mind Over Mango IPA, and Goal Line Amber Ale, which is sold exclusively at the Icebox. Cheers, and let's go, Stars. Empyrean, thank you so much for you know partnering with us for not only at the Icebox this season, but also on this show. Rocky, have you had a chance to try out the Goal Line Amber Ale? It's brand new this year, so we got to get a couple shipped uh, down to the locker room after a big win. I have had a couple. Uh, <laughs> a couple. And, yeah, they're delicious. The, the mango one is fantastic um i've tried all of the different flavors and uh they're all great i the their beer is fantastic but the the mango one i really enjoyed and then there was a a lemony flavor kind of like a shandy uh that that i really enjoyed but i'm not really a beer drinker um i tend to have a a nice scotch after a, a win so um but uh but i i wanted to make sure and and get uh Get a taste of all those beers because they're such a special sponsor of ours, and uh, and I am definitely two thumbs up. From a beer ad to two guys that can't legally drink in this country, Mason Marcellus and Luke Johnson joining us for segment two. Guys, what's going on? You know, not much. Thanks for having us. Just got done painting. Oh, yeah, you did some painting at, uh, what, what was the place called? Corky, uh, I forget what it's called. Do you guys remember? Corky Painting a, or something? I think it was a double C. I don't really know the name. <laughs> so what would you guys paint? Uh, like a sunset. Yeah. Like in a lake. Okay, who had the worst drawing? Um, probably Mastro, Michael Mastro. Why am I not surprised about that? He he just kind of did his own thing, you know, like that's what he does in the corner. Mastro just does his own thing, (laughs) and it's gonna be auctioned off. Yeah, it's still gonna make money. So that was a that was a uh, a booster club function, Mm -hmm. right? Thank you to Cindy Bansett and the booster club. They do an incredible job. Uh, they're behind the scenes supporting our, our players in a number of ways. And they, they get uh, the guys to, um, to do some events throughout the year so they can raise some money, so they can take them out and do some team building. Uh, you guys have done um, mini golf. You guys have done escape room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we have an axe throwing yeah, event coming week. up. That stresses me out a little bit. <laughs> um, but, uh, but they've been, they've been fantastic and, and, uh, so much love for our booster club and what they do for you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're awesome. And who had the best drawing then? If Mastro was the worst, uh, I mean Wall and stick stuck to the script, but Keaton went on his own and yeah. did his own thing, and his turned out really well. Yeah, it was horrible at the start, <laughs> but you know. I so guess Keaton, it has a little bit of a, yeah. an artistic side mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, he, he said his dad did it different than anyone. Yeah, so his his was pretty good. Mine was not bad either. So. I didn't see yours. Keaton said his dad was a painter or something. So All right, so it runs in the family a little bit. Exactly. Now moving on to our great clips. Once again, we're just announcing partnerships all night long. Is that our great clips? 
question of the week is not who had the worst painting oh. this week, but our great clips question of the week, and you can text the answer to 402-464-5685. Sorry to leave you out, Mason, but it's Luke Johnson. Where did he play in the North American Hockey League? You may hear it throughout this next segment, so keep a keen ear out for that because Rocky, you know, may have coached once upon a time against Luke. You know, I'm a Buckeye fan, and so we don't say – we just say the team up north – that's kind of how I feel about the team that Luke played for. I don't have any love for those guys. <laughs> Even though his former coach is a friend of mine, he joined us um, in the in the coach's office before our game on Thursday, Dan Wildfong. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and and uh, and he's, uh, he's obviously an excellent coach. He's won championships at the Central Hockey League level and, and, uh, and at the – uh, the North American Hockey League level was a former college player at, at Colgate and, and had a nice professional career. So, um, But I don't care for the rest of that organization, quite frankly. <laughs> They'll remain unnamed for now, but once again, just kind of keep an ear uh, out for that just in case you want to win four tickets to this Saturday's game, which is military night against the Omaha Lancers. I'll get to these guys in a moment, but Rocky, we talked a little bit about uh, the last time you guys played Omaha on January 1st. You started to feel that rivalry a little bit. We, we all know it's long uh, storied with two-plus decades of you know back-and-forth battles with the Lancers, but you hadn't felt that experience yet. You get that overtime win at the Icebox on January 1st, so are they starting to become a team that also shall not be named? We'll see. We'll see. We play them three times in the next two weeks, so I'm sure that's going to contribute to the to the distaste that we have for the Lancers. Um, but, uh, but I've got a, I've got a distaste for a number of teams in our conference. Uh, and I'm sure that they're going to, they're going to be on that list. And it's obviously a natural rivalry being so close. You guys, you tell me, I mean, you've, you've now got 30 some games under your belt here in the, in the Western conference of the United States hockey league. Um, do you feel that rivalry that everybody talks about with, with Lincoln and Omaha? Um, for me, I mean, I think we've only played them. We've only played them twice, twice so far, yeah, right? so at the start of the year, I think we were playing two falls every <laughs> second week. So they, uh, we had a little rivalry going on with them, I think. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see if uh, if it kind of, I don't know, like the rivalry with Omaha kind of picks up. Yeah. I don't know about you, Johnny. I'd say Tri-City after last week is my, <laughs> my biggest rival. Speaking of things you can't really mention, but let's talk a little bit about that Tri-City week. You guys uh, went to Dallas, obviously. Uh, Luke, I think you've been there a couple of times, Texas. But Mason, have you ever been to Texas before, coming from Ontario? No, that was a first. It was uh, it was new for me. It was cool, though. What was maybe one thing you saw that was like, I can't believe this is a real thing? Um, I don't know. Just, I mean, Johnny was telling me on the way there that everything's bigger in Texas. And, you know, it kind of lived up to that. Everywhere we went, it was like huge our hotel was like unreal the rink was sweet like i don't know everything was bigger in texas so i'll i'll tell you guys a story when i when i first moved to amarillo it was my second day there and i'm driving around town and uh just kind of getting my lay of the land right mm-hmm. and i'm i'm driving down the street that's a couple couple blocks away from the arena and i get to a, a stoplight before i get on to, to route 40 and there's a dairy queen right there and uh i look over and and then I like stop and I look back over again and uh, I called my dad immediately and I'm like, dad, you're not going to believe what I'm looking at right now. And he's like, I'm at work. What do you want? And I said, there is a guy coming out of the Dairy Queen drive through on a horse. No way. And he's got two <laughs> bags of ice cream and he gets 
through the drive-through, goes over the highway bridge and down on the off-ramp and goes on the outer road. And so I mentioned it to a friend of mine the next day that worked for us. And I'm like, what's up with the dude and the horse? He's like, oh, yeah, that's the old, uh, that's the old Charles farm down there. He, he treats, the, <laughs> treats the folks there once a week to some Dairy Queen. He just no goes way. and gets it on his horse. I'm like, where did I move? <laughs> so Johnny is used to uh, the, a, a much different area. Fort Worth is a, a much more developed and, and more modern type of part of Texas. Amarillo is Texas. Tumbleweeds and, and uh, the smell of money, they called it, which was just a slaughterhouse about 30 miles down the road. Um, so and whenever it got hot and the wind blew the right way, you can. there was just a distinct, disgusting smell in the town. But they called it the smell of money because that, that was where all the money in the town mm-hmm. came from. So Texas is an interesting place. You guys got to experience yes. a beautiful part in Frisco. Mm-hmm. Frisco is one of my favorite towns in this country. Um, Amarillo is very, very different Texas, though, for sure. And what was it like playing in that rink? Uh, obviously not the, the biggest crowd, but some youth uh, teams uh, going there and a lot of scouts that were looking at you guys especially. Did you guys feel some added pressure knowing that you know it was a big USHL event between us and Tri-City? I mean, for me, I kind of had my old billets in the stands and had my family come and because um, I played like 30 minutes away. So it was just kind of it was fun to see. And then, obviously, my last year coach kind of came and talked to me, so it was nice to see all those guys. Did you was, get a little nervous? Oh, sorry, Rocky. Was he, was he trying to convince you to come back? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was ready just Because that's classic Dan, <laughs> right? Is, but <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. Do you get a little nervous when Scott and your family are in the crowd? No, not really. Like, they just, they like, they're my biggest fans, so they like uh, coming up. Mason, has your family been able to to come down and experience a Lincoln Stars game yet? Uh, yeah, they were here for one weekend. They actually made the the drive down to bring me a car, so shout out to them. That was a, a long trip, but uh, yeah, they came. They got to see a game at the Ice Box, which they loved. The, they said the fans were unreal. So yeah. And Rocky, it's kind of been the same thing when you experience this Lincoln, Nebraska hockey centric market. You don't really expect it, but you came from Amarillo, so were you a little bit surprised coming to Nebraska and being like, "Is a big Cornhuskers, you know, football, volleyball, et cetera, and hockey? Has it shocked you a little bit now, 30-something games in, or are you used to it? No, I mean, to me, I always, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska was the mecca of junior hockey at one point. Like, if you were a kid or a coach, like, you wanted to play and coach here. And so... You know, when when I was in discussions for the job over the summer, those, you know, I have a couple of really good friends and my one my one buddy said to me, he's like, dude, like it's the Lincoln Stars. Like <laughs> you, you can go coach the Lincoln Stars. Like, why would you even think about taking these other jobs that you're talking about? Like, go coach the Lincoln Stars. And so, um, you know, moving when I when I first left Youngstown, um, you know, I moved to St. Louis and, and they'd had a ton of on ice success, but they didn't really have that that arena presence fan presence such a big market it's it's blues market obviously and we were in chesterfield which is outside of of the city and um it was all blues players former blues players and such but but no real fan base i moved to amarillo we had a pretty cool fan base kind of dwindled over the the time i was there i was there for seven years and um with with four years broken up in between but um at one point we were 3500 4000 a night and and so you know the 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 support we get is growing here, obviously in Lincoln, and and 
the ice box is is historic from a junior hockey perspective and you know every game I get behind the bench there I'm I'm really excited about it and and something that you don't take for granted we'll be back with more with Mason Luke and Rocky in a bit on outside the box on 93.7 the ticket